introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. So this week on Minor Wisdom, I've got Teresa Ragland. Teresa was kind enough to sit down with me at a Minuti coffee. If you've never been to Minuti, cheap plug, they're not paying me. Shout out to Minuti. But if you have never, ever been and you're a Starbucks connoisseur and you love burnt coffee, go to Starbucks. But if you like fresh coffee, give it a minute and go to Minuti. I should be doing marketing. Anyway, uh, she was kind enough to sit down with me. Teresa Raglan has a heck of an energy about her. And I'll be honest, full transparency, the reason I thought about her uh, is because I know she teaches English online, wakes up really early, which we talk about, I believe, at some point in this speech, or in this speech, in this interview, uh, it's not a speech. Uh, but in this interview, we do talk about it, we touch base on it, and uh, discuss teaching English online. And I've thought about doing that myself as I transition from the brick-and-mortar classroom to other things, which I will let people know once, it's, once things are official and uh, I'm pleading for help. Uh, in the meantime, I haven't really plugged this too much. Head over to blakeminer.com. I'm starting sort of a consultant thing. Even if I were to stay in the classroom, I would still want to do this. Uh, but I do want to be a consultant to people. I want to be a contest manager more often than I have been. I want to be able to do things like that and still stay in the biz, if you will. So if you are a teacher listening to this, I don't care where you are unless you're Matt Smith in Scotland because I can't afford that. If you are a theater teacher and you need a contest manager in the state of Texas or you just need a consultant and you currently live in a place that is convenient by airplane, then give me a call. Give me a shout. There's a contact me form on that website. So please check it out, blakeminer.com. Real easy to remember if you know who I am. But tell your friends, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife. So anyway, on to Teresa Ragland. We had a nice long chat, um, and it was it's it's an inspirational when I get to chat to people, when I get to chat with people, when I get to talk to people who have just a lot of energy about what they do, a lot of passion about what they do. I'm a big believer, and uh, I, I will always be a big believer that your energy that you get out of things is what you put in. And I think that's very true. And I think there are a lot of people out there, uh, not going to name names, that complain about what they don't get out of things, but they don't really put anything into it. Speaking of in and out, last week I had a couple of people. It's funny, I thought to myself after the Stuart Savage episode, man, you know, if I just do a little controversy on this podcast or create some some little like sketchy things or do anything that's uh, worth talking about, then the podcast could blow up. But that's not what this is about. But last week, it got out that um, I might prefer In-N-Out over Whataburger. And it's, it's half true that I do, but 
Um, and then I got a lot of response from that. And by a lot, I mean just a handful of people. But it's crazy how that opinion was a catalyst to, you're crazy, man. You're not loyal to Texas, blah, blah, blah. It's not about loyalty or not. Um, it's just like right now I'm rooting for the Houston Roughnecks, 3-0 and baby, PJ Walker, Dynamite. Uh, it's not like I'm not a Texans fan, uh, and I'm really not that big of a Texans fan, to be honest. TBH, I'm a Houston Oilers fan, but that's another day. Uh, but anyway, so like, so what? I like In-N-Out. And you know what? I had it two weeks ago. I had their milkshakes or milkshake. I didn't have multiple. <laughs> I had one and it was disgusting. So I will never get that again. But at Whataburger, I love me a chicken taco. Can't get that in in and out. Anyway, that wasn't the groaner joke. Even though some of you think it is a joke. Here's the groaner joke of the week. What do sprinters eat before a race? Nothing. They fast. Okay, hello. My name is Teresa Ragland, and I currently teach at Pershing Middle School in Houston ISD. It's a fine arts magnet. Um, I am in year 16 of teaching, and according to my TRS, thank you, Jesus, I'm six years out from retirement. Oh, nice. So, um, I have uh, done a lot of things. Um, one thing that most people don't know is my true age. Uh, they think I'm a lot younger, which is great. Uh, it was not so great when I was younger and everybody always mistook me for a child. And in college, I played all the child roles, but um, I, I'm 49 and so I've been working for a long time. And um, I've little, only been teaching Scotty for 16. Fultz. You got a little Scotty Fultz syndrome maybe? Oh. Younger than. <laughs> Just, I, the, just that part of it. I love Scotty. I, I've gotten to work with Scotty several times, so I, that's that's a compliment yeah. there. Um, I came to theater um, in junior high. I, no, I'm sorry. Well, I, I did theater. It was called church theater with my mom, and it was called Christmas Plays. Never marry, still not bitter. I was always a, a shepherd or wise man, but... Um, I could out-sing everybody, and I was always louder than everybody else, so uh, she would always put me in the ones that did a lot of singing, just never marry. You know, she's the star of the show. Right. She has Jesus and everything, but uh, I, uh, <laughs> I know, I know you're Jewish, <laughs> but uh, in um, high school, my freshman year, um, community theater, we actually lived down here in the Houston area back then. And the Liberty uh, Community Theater was doing Annie, and I went and auditioned for Annie and got it, and um, played it, loved it, did theater at school. I, honest to God, don't remember anything of theater from school at that point. Um, it didn't make any impression. Uh, I always did music and choir. That was my big thing. I actually thought I was going to go to school and be a band director. and. Um, I, I did that and then we moved to East Texas and uh, East Texas is like the artsless in many ways, yeah. especially at, at schools and small schools. And I was at a very small rural school in Alto, Texas. And uh, the only theater that we had was one act play. So I'm one of those kids that got to do theater because of one act play and that was my exposure to it. 
and I had a lovely teacher, Paula Lowe, still friends with her on Facebook, <laughs> and uh, she was my uh, one act play director and I loved it and my junior year uh, there at Angelina College, junior college in Lufkin, uh, got a note that they were auditioning for Annie and I was told, don't you want to go and do it? And I had a family friend that took me to auditions and everything and uh, auditioned and got it. And uh, from there, that was where it really hit. Uh, and I got scholarships for uh, full rides at AC for doing it. So um, my dad's a Baptist preacher and we were fairly poor growing up. So I knew for school, A, I had to get very good grades and I did. I graduated valedictorian in my class, but um, B, I had to go where the money was and they offered me a full ride. And so I took it yeah. and uh, loved it. Um, was a theater major, English minor, but then that changed because uh, I got married and um, then it became, you know, you got to put food on the table and I changed to an English major, a music minor. And at the time I um, kind of went away from school for a while because electric bills need to be paid and those right. kind of things. Uh, but I went back to school in my uh, later 20s and um, graduated. At the time I was also um, managing a dance studio and teaching at a dance studio. Came to that late in life too because dad was a Baptist preacher and you did not dance if you were Baptist because that was of the devil. So uh, funny how so many things <laughs> in my life came from me being Baptist and kind of rebelling right. against a lot of that. But um, I uh, left there and uh, did the world for a while as far as uh, regular working stuff, managed uh, doctor's offices, managed retail, you know, all those kind of things that also kind of go along with theater, with your scheduling and uh, being over, getting a project done, things like that. So little did I know I was still working on all of those skills that you use in theater. And um, went back to college and got my English degree with a music minor because that was the quickest way for me to graduate at the time. Uh, I knew though before I graduated, I had already been offered a job teaching choir and theater at Nacogdoches ISD and uh, did that for five years. Um, then I uh, moved to Lufkin at the same time. I also got started in the U of H MA program. Uh, I was one of the second years, okay. which, uh, so it was very early on uh, in the game with them that I, I went to the, that program, loved it. Uh, it was a game changer and a life changer for me. Coming also from someone who didn't do as much theater in college as some of my uh, cohort had done. Um, some of my cohort, people like Stephanie um, uh, Whittles, and yeah, 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 she's not. She yeah. was Whittles back yeah. then, yeah. and she was just one that they had a you know a very kind of almost intimidating to me theater background because they had done that and yeah. they had gone to college specifically for that and graduated with that, but. Um, U of H has, uh, it's not just for people that are totally theater right. with that program. So um, there were some people in, in my cohort that uh, they had also kind of done the non-traditional way around things too. And so uh, I, I loved it. And I will definitely tell anybody that's thinking of it, it, it made me a better teacher. Right. It, it really took my teaching to another level. 
Um, anyway, I did that, was at Lufkin quite a bit, uh, left one year, came down to Fort Bend, taught at Travis High School for a year, went back. Uh, one of the things that had been a dream for many years, uh, I had worked with the Angelina Arts Alliance and I had been over all their summer camps and uh, went from being a camp teacher to camp director. We grew it to three different separate camps uh, in the summer. And um, I knew that we, uh, myself and another fellow area teacher, his name's Don Wilson Glenn, um, and he's actually a playwright, a national playwright. Uh, one of his plays has just been optioned for a movie and everything. And he's done some work with Ensemble Theater down here. And uh, we knew we wanted to start a community theater program because there, had, there was nothing like that in Lufkin. The former one had gone out of business um, for whatever reason. And we thought that Lufkin was a size that it needed something. So did that with him and it took about seven years before that came into full fruition. And now they're going strong. We do uh, the camp every summer for kids still. We took that over. Um, so I've done that end of things as well. I've directed, been on the board with the Cherokee uh, Community Theater Board there in East Texas. Uh, I'm a big believer in giving back to your community and uh, supporting the arts in your community, even if that means you are the arts right. in your community, especially if you're in a smaller town. Um, I think, you know, we've talked about, we have some different kind of work things uh, and, and philosophies and stuff, but um, I know you give back a lot too to area theaters and stuff, and I've seen you working yeah. at different shows and things. And um, I feel like you've got to stay working, you've got to stay active, keeping a hand in some, you know, in some way to, to stay creative. Because if you're not, then I, I find personally, if I'm not doing something, my own directing gets a little stagnant sure. uh, and the things I'm doing. I have to be creatively challenged, which right now is kind of um, a yuck thing for me because uh, one of the things I did in East Texas, I sang a lot in different rock bands and uh, a few country western bands, the very short-lived <laughs> Teresa Ragland band. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, talk about a mix of uh, personalities. Get into a band, people. Yeah. It, it is hard going and uh, it, it's hard finding a good mix of personalities and work ethics that uh, you can do things together. So I really, really miss doing that, being sure. down here. Um, I find that I feel a lot better about myself when I'm singing on stage, so right. I miss that. Uh, I miss doing theater. I loved directing for adults. It was very different, and uh, as you've talked about before, uh, cursing and things, you know, you can curse and it's, you can get yeah. away with more and a little bit more difficult pieces, uh, challenging pieces as far as content compared to sometimes what you get in the school setting. So <laughs> speak on that though a little bit yes. because now you, you've gone, you know, you've gone to every level mm -hmm. pretty much, but now you're at a fine arts, like Pershing's been a... Oh, I adore it. Yeah, but it's been a, it's been a fine arts like hub for, mm -hmm. uh, since I was in Yes. Middle school, even before that. So, are you able to experiment a little bit more with? Oh my God! The, <laughs> you know, some of those I, eleven to thirteen-year-old. I am so blessed. When um, I interviewed and went in, because um, this is my second year, I had told uh, the the principal. I was like, okay, I just need to know. Normally, you know, I come from a very conservative background, East Texas. And I'm not going to do anything that's going to have people up here screaming and yelling yeah. or arguing about things. I mean, one time, I was, <laughs> we did a zombie play for Halloween. 
And I had parents complaining, you know, that it was demons and zombies and of the devil, that kind of stuff. And uh, I I still laugh about that kind of thing. But um, I uh, had asked him about that and he was like, I trust your judgment. You don't have to show me anything. And if you want to push the envelope some, let me know. And I'm fine with that. So like we've had curse words in our plays, which a lot of middle schools will not allow. And we've had some, I wouldn't say too controversial of stuff. Like we did Shrek and you know, Shrek has a little bit of adult jokes thrown in here and there. We didn't have to take any of them out. Um, he had told me, because I really wanted to do You're in Town. That's one of my bucket shows, because right. I, I love the show. I'd like to be in the show. Yeah, it's great. And um, he had told me, yeah, we can do that. And so we were actually going, looking hard at doing that. So um, we have our production season. <laughs> this, this is so crazy. Um, what, eight or nine shows this year. So uh, right now, <laughs> I know. Uh, we're working on, I've got Matilda, we're doing the full length, uh, that's in production right now, we'll perform that one in April. I have two uh, shorter plays, Holocaust plays, that we will be doing in May, May 14th, called The Night of Remembrance. My Two of my magnet classes are doing those, and we're actually going to Holocaust Museum tomorrow, okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Monday. Monday. To uh, tour because uh, so many of the kids they yes it's beautiful beautiful so many of the kids don't haven't been there they don't know that much about that time period and uh, to get a little political history always repeats and so I want them to kind of be aware of some things that uh, happened that could possibly happen in our lifetime shall we say so um without getting too political with the students and all but i i try to do that and uh, if i had wanted to do any kind of play with uh, lgbtq kids or whatever um i would be okay to do that so uh, it's really cool um oh another show in production we're doing a bilingual show called august and noble uh, that's a full length, and that will be in um, May as well, May fifteenth, because I'm a glutton for You're punishment. Just running them in red. Yeah. So <laughs> um, we just uh, we've already had several shows. We had one act. We did Girl in the White Pinafore. Um, I, I'm all about the you know the cutesy shows. I've been there, done that, but right. I don't I don't really do, do you, those anymore. Are you concerned? Because since Pershing is a magnet school, it doesn't mean that they're going to go to. They're gonna. They could potentially go back to their home high school Uh without naming schools are you ever concerned that maybe they're gonna get less of a challenge in high school because Mm -hmm. good question and it's a good thing that I don't know the schools at (laughs) HISD Um, but HISD we're pretty kind of close-knit with the theater teachers and we do have a lot of communication there's several of us that go out and watch shows together quite a bit and um, we try to be supportive of each other and um, that, that has been an issue in the past for me. It hasn't been so much this year because most of my students, if they're zoned, they're going to Bel Air or Lamar. Right. I know both of those directors. Yeah. Um, if they're not, I honestly, most of them have told me if they're zoned, uh, if they're non-zoned but they're there for magnet theater, a lot of them don't go to theater for high school. Right. Um, we know how parents can yeah. be and they want them to do the STEM things yeah. and you know those things where you can get a job one day, they think. 
um, I hate to tell them that there's a lot of employment available in the arts too, but they don't always want to hear that. No. Um, so they want them to do those things, and I get it. Um, middle school is a time for students to to explore, to discover what they like, uh, who they want to be. It sounds so cliched, but um, it really is. They discover, hey, I really like all the science stuff. Right. Maybe I want to go to Debakey. Maybe I want to, you know, go into that. You have those that uh, really. I, I've got kids that I, I'm shocked at uh, how well they uh, they draw and do different things. I mean, I've got kids that go to HSPBA, but that's not a lot of my kids. Right. You know, it's only a percentage. And PBA has become less of a pedestal school because there are so many other high schools now that have stepped mm -hmm. up their game. But anyway. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah I've two my two big ones that I try to push kids to are PBA and Carnegie Vanguard. Yeah. Because, oh my God, who wouldn't want to go learn from Stuart Savage? I want to be back in high school. Yeah. I want to go, well, I'm not really that I want to be at high school again. Right, right. But I would love to go and learn from him because he, he is brilliant. And um, I would love to be in his program. So that goes back to what we were talking about off mic. We won't name names except we can, <laughs> we can name Stuart. But mm -hmm. the idea of being able to uh, still as an educator work with people that elevate your game and teach you Amen. how to be a better educator. Amen. Um, and we can all give and take. Yes. Because I'm sure Stuart would say, not to put words in his mouth, but I will, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure Stuart would say, like, there's a lot he could learn from somebody like you uh, mm -hmm. as far as work ethic, things like that, yeah. energy, and uh, being able to it, my my schedule is nuts. Yeah, it's it nuts. Notoriously. Yes. yes. Uh, I think that's one thing. If people know me for any length of time, they know I'm constantly doing things. It's not necessarily always school stuff, too. Um, one of the things I tell people when they talk about burnout, you can't be just about school. Right. You've got to find... Uh, Hello, motorcycle. You've got to find those things that, that energize you and that take your mind off school. Because yeah. if all you think about is school, you're screwed. And you'll be burned out, fried, and crispy, and you'll be one of those teachers we hear about in the news or yeah. something. So yeah. uh, you can't do it. So how do you keep your beak wet then uh, as far as learning from others? Is it I, you're, you're currently sitting um, with a TTA shirt yes. on. Yes. So is it through, <laughs> I mean, through that kind of... Uh, participation through TTA? Yes, I go to TETA, I've done Thespians. Um, I didn't get to go to T-Tech this year, but the Texas Theater Educator Conference, I went last year, the inaugural year, and yeah. was just blown away. Yeah. I've been on the TETA um, K-12 committee. I've done all that. I made a mess. <laughs> That's okay. I, uh, I, I just shaved today, <laughs> so I'm used to having a sponge on the bottom of my mouth <laughs> to catch things. Anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So I, I'm go. a firm believer in that. I'm One of the things that I truly love about Pershing, not just my principal and some of my fellow fine, my fine arts uh, teachers, my department is amazing, but um, one of the things that I love is my principal is is cool and is supportive of us going. So like, I've gone to HAP this year, that's Houston Art Partners. I do HAP in the fall. Uh, we just did Scene Muros, and that's the Latinx workshop and conference. And so I've done that. Um, he, if, if there's some type of training or conference, he's for it. Uh, yeah. He's for it. And you have to find that, uh, 
we laugh about that phrase about go where you're celebrated. Yeah. But if you've got a good admin, they want you learning. They want you bringing it back and sharing your passion and what you've learned with the, the students and all. And um, I'm extremely fortunate that that is where I, I am, that he uh, is a believer in that for us. Right. That's great. Have you uh, experienced the opposite? Oh, yes. <laughs> East Texas, can we say. Um, you know, we get to, I'm how, sure the how'd other. You, how'd, you keep your, how'd you keep your motivation okay. going? I'm sure the other teachers are pretty pissed this year because we do take kids a lot. My principal lets yeah. us, we uh, go see a lot of shows. And that's something that also motivates me as well, seeing uh, professional theater, seeing other yeah. shows. Um, we would try to go at night because we could not leave during the day, but yet we were in East Texas, so we would have to drive. Uh, usually it was around two hours to Houston to see a show, three hours to Dallas. Right. And we would get a school bus and we would do weekend shows and just drive, uh, get on the bus and load it and go and watch a show and things. But as far as the actual educator type of things, if it wasn't TETA uh, and Summerfest with TETA, then you didn't really have anything right. and we would try to do some things with the Arts Alliance and one of the things that I did was I would try to pull in local theater teachers so they could kind of get that experience. Um, when I did that I also pulled in a lot of amazing teachers and I know I'm going to forget some of these names but um, and not name everybody but I had people like um, well I had Scotty he was one of them but I, I had people like MJ Alexander, I adore MJ, uh, David Fleming, um, I had uh, different people like Philip Taylor, loved having Philip Taylor coming in and directing uh, some of our high school shows. Never heard of him. Never yeah, heard of him, yeah. I know, he's, he's a relative unknown, yeah. and, and especially in the theater education world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he is brilliant with kids and watching him on stage uh, directing kids and seeing what he could get them to do. I learned a lot just by kind of going through it, uh, some of the rehearsals and watching. And uh, another way that I um, kind of helped myself grow too is to become a contest manager. Sure. And uh, seeing the different uh, shows coming through, working the backstage of them, and that, that helped a lot too. And, and I think that's helped me be a better director because I see things I like, things I don't like, I can talk to people about it, but especially seeing, trying to be fair with the rules and things like that. So um, just, you, you have to find ways right. to be creative. And um, I saw something with Billy Porter once at an interview and he was talking about, if you gotta make theater in your living room, you know, you gotta do it. And I think that, uh, people need to kind of remember that if, if you need that to be artistic, you got to get out and find right. those ways. You can't just expect them to come to you. Right. And there are a lot more programs out there now. There's a lot of camps that have the internships per se for teachers to go in and work. I think right. there is a cost. Very little in this world is free anymore. Yeah. But uh, there's Summerfest, there's those camps. Um, and I would even go so far as to say, get involved with your local community theater. And I know there's that stigma and the stereotype of, you know, community theater. Well, if you don't think it's that good, then get in there and work on making it better. And give back to your community and do something. Um, that is one thing that I've always been proud of, especially in East Texas with my students, was uh, we did a lot of things giving back to the local women's shelter. Um, food banks, different things like that. Right. So uh, 
you've got to teach your kids. And I will tell you, I don't think there's anybody better in this area than Julio Morales oh, yeah. at teaching your students yeah. to give back. I no argument from me. Yeah, I mean, the guy, even yesterday, he just posted about something, doing, doing something yesterday. Yeah, about, his yeah, kids yeah, are yeah. constantly going, yeah. they're volunteering. Yeah. They did some garden or something. Yes. And they're helping out their stuff. community. Uh, like they go and support their one of their feeder elementaries. Yeah. They were at the elementary. Yeah. Um, they, I, I have my my judging as well. I went and got that, but then I left uh, Fort Bend and went to Houston, so I can't judge unless right. it's a festival. Yeah, and, yeah. Julio um, makes a lot of teachers look really bad. Yeah, like, you know, just because yes. uh, he does so much with his kids, and he's it's mm -hmm. it's almost effortless too. It's, yes. Uh, um, it's it has become at that school it's become an expectation mm -hmm. rather than uh you know just some sort of if he ever leaves i don't think they'll find somebody to fill those shoes no. at all yeah um, and he's going to he has to because he's he's become such a sort of become such of a, a legend if you mm -hmm. will that he's going to be sought after somebody's mm -hmm. going to snag him up yes you know yes um, and um my friend Joe, uh, I have friends that are just outside theater too, that's important, yeah. and um, I have friends that are musicians and, and choir and all those kind of things, and he was just at TMEA, and I asked him, um, what was your favorite workshop, what did you learn? Right. And he talked about how it wasn't actually a pedagogy type thing, it was that a man was up there kind of talking about mental health, but one of the things he said was, people may think you're irreplaceable, but if you have, and I know I'm not wording this correctly, so sorry, Joe, but if you are um, that active in a program and you're doing that much with your program and things, you really are irreplaceable yeah. because no one's going to come in and fill that void in the community yeah. from what you have done. Yeah. And um, I try to be at that level, I think, a lot with what I'm doing. Sorry. And <laughs> I, I do put in a lot of hours. Yeah, that's so. funny. I, you know, there's a, there's also the theory that uh, you're never, you, you are never, you, you are always replaceable. Mm -hmm. uh, again, can't can't English good right now. But uh, you, I feel the same way right now as I'm as I'm leaving my situation. Mm -hmm. Is you know what, what about me? Not to sound egotistical, but what about me is going to be missed? Yes. Um, and I'd like to think that everything will be smoothly transitioned. Uh -huh. And that nothing—you'll never know that I even left. They'll um, never forget the LeMay, the LeMay outfit that you wore. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I still own that, uh, so I can bring it back somewhere there else. There you but, go. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's what a it's it's also that idea of you know people always are curious about when I die. What is yes. what will what people is going, say about what me? People say and what will be missed. What is mm -hmm. going? What is going to be irreplaceable? Um, but yeah, that's. It, Julio does have that to an extent, and, mm -hmm. I, and there are people in our world that have that. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll, I'll, I'll hope that I'm not going to necessarily be completely replaced. But uh -huh. they'll be, they'll, and I joke with my kids. I said, "Look, you should look forward to next year because yeah. you're finally going to get a teacher. You know, uh, all these yeah. years you've been without a, an educator. You, you just had a dad. Yeah. Um, so you know, and, and, and we joke about that, but it's true. It's uh, what are as these people drive like maniacs <laughs> next to us, uh, what is it that what is it that that you're going to the the imprint that you're going to leave on the community? Mm -hmm. uh, it's always something that's mm -hmm. you mentioned before we started chatting too about like kind of how much you put in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. 
I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, it's just fine. the 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 amount that you put in to a department or to mm-hmm. your students is going mm-hmm. to reflect back at yeah. you because your students, you know, th- th- there are some directors, and I will not name names, <laughs> but I will send them an email once I'm once on my last day yes. of school. Uh, but, oh, uh, the things they're, they're, you yeah, could say. Oh, the things you could there say. There are quite a few directors that complain all the time about I don't get this, I don't get that, mm-hmm. but they don't give. And no. uh, you want to tell them that. Uh, You've got to be willing difficult. to put yourself out there too. Yeah. And you know, it's it's rough. It, it is a sacrifice. And I know if I could go back and do it all again, sometimes with my daughter, I know she m- missed out on a lot with me, but I also had her at rehearsals a lot. But I know like my own personal family life uh, missed out some because I poured so much into being an sure. educator. And um, I was thinking on the way over here, you know, if I had to do it all over again, what, you know, what would I do? Would I still be doing the same thing? And while I might not be teaching, although I doubt it, because even through, you know, high school and stuff, I worked with the kids' choirs at church and everything. And uh, I always enjoyed um, doing that type of thing and working with kids. Uh, And I taught dance for many years with kids from the age of two on up. You want a challenge? You teach a class of yeah. 16 two-year-olds, yeah. especially how to stay on a line, how to stay on their spot. Who cares about dancing? Yeah. It's just staying on a spot and staying, how to stay in line and things like that. Um, oh my gosh, it, it's, it, it can be uh, a little crazy and all. And um, you know, was it, was it worth it and everything? And I hope that I've instilled a passion for even if they're not doing theater, an appreciation for theater and the work that goes into it. Um, I would have parents joke with me that their kids always did more for me than they ever did for home. And I was like, well, because I expect it. Uh, I put them to work. I hate seeing kids just sitting around while others are busy uh, working and things. So that's one of the things that I really try to instill and my kids is a work ethic. So you, you know? mentioned you're not super far from retirement. Praise uh, God. But you also are, I wouldn't call you necessarily a workaholic, but you're an energy, uh, you, you yeah. have a lot of energy. What are you gonna do? Well, one of the things that I do, and not necessarily saying that I'll quit teaching, although that is <laughs> what I'm thinking about, um, you know, there are so many different avenues out there, but I currently also teach online with VIP Kid. Put a plug in for them. Um, I love it. I'm in year two. It's taken, uh, took a little while because I can't work that many hours because I'm already working a lot with my full-time job. But uh, I usually put in, oh my goodness, 10... I probably put in around at least 20 hours a week okay. uh, with that as my side hustle. And uh, 10 during the week and the rest, ten to anywhere 10 to 20 uh, more, depending on how I'm feeling yeah. on the weekends. And it's taken a little while, but I worked it, worked it up, my, my regulars, and I stay booked. Uh, I love it. I truly see it being the wave of the future, right. online teaching, um, especially with... Uh, a lot of the disciplinarian issues and right. things in the in the classroom, and a lot of parents are kind of rethinking things, especially with gun violence and stuff right. like that. So, 
<coughs> I can see more and more parents getting into it. I don't think there's a, a, a really good platform yet. There may be, I just don't know about it for online education, but um, I know in China they do a lot of different things like that. And the, the worst part about it is you have to be on Beijing time, right. which currently is 14 hours ahead. So what that means is I'm up some mornings at 4.15, but generally it's 4.45. Like this morning I was up at 4.15. Um, and I teach usually about two, two hours during the week before I get ready to go to school. And uh, I do um, three, usually three to four. It used to be a lot more, but uh, the Chinese government passed a law this last year that said that their kids can't take online classes after 9 p.m., which sucked because that took away, you know, quite a few hours of my teaching time. But uh, I understood why they did it because they are very serious yes. about education over there. Yeah. But I will say this, while I do hear some talking about taking theater every now and then, um, I, what I do hear them talking about is musical instruments and art yeah. and dance. So they're also not just about general education, but their kids are also a lot of them involved in at least one sport. Right and they are doing some form of fine art. Right. And so their kids, because they're doing all that, are definitely, I think, better, uh, more well-rounded with a lot of the things yeah. that they're doing. So I, I love it, and it's right up a theater teacher's alley. Call me or message me if you want more information. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, that's something that hopefully I'm getting into, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. They love guys. Sometimes I don't English good. Yeah. So. Well, they, they love male teachers. I've always heard that. I've yeah. seen it. There's a lot of different Facebook groups that are actually very supportive, and um, they, they love male teachers. And I tell you, uh, one of the things that I've talked about with a few people you know they're they've got the coronavirus going on and it's uh, it's been a month of shutdown pretty much right. over there and uh, they've the kids are staying in their their apartments their homes they're not able to really leave they're doing school online right. and they're doing all of their homework and right. everything online and I just I kind of put it out there hmm how would that work in America right. if even just in Texas if we had to you know shut everything down and everyone stay at home how are the kids going to learn? Right. And would they? Yeah. Would they even do their work? What's the work ethic like for that type of thing? So, so. I want to unpack this a little bit. If you, see, if you see online education being sort of a wave of the future or a popular, becoming more and more popular, how do you... Um, for what we do, it's kind of impossible, I for think. For what we do, yes, yeah. But I mean, as far as some of the core classes, I mean, even what's his name, who has the math, uh, uh, the Khan Academy, uh, how he's, he does videos, little uh -huh. 15, 10, uh -huh. 15 minutes. Even my daughter has done some of the Khan Academy stuff. Uh -huh. They assign that to you. Uh -huh. um, but how do you see the social element well, unfolding? The social element, they're not going to get that, but... Uh, they've got to be involved in other things, but you look at the social element now with with kids their sure. social element is their phone yeah. and They're not doing a whole lot of interacting with other people anyway. face to face sure. anyway So uh, I think we need to do something about that um, As a country if we don't get our kids back to being able to interact with other people in a way that's beyond emails messaging texting TikTok videos yeah. You know, we, we've got to find a way to get, 
get back to that humanity and empathy and working with other people. And right now, theater, theater does that. So uh, you get your kids involved in the arts in some way, but um, it, it really, I think, is going to be you know something that if schools continue going the way many of them have and uh, a lot of parent dissatisfaction, um, you know, what what is an alternative? Right. Well, you know, a lot of people have done homeschooling already um, and say what you will, good or bad about it. I don't have a lot of positive FYI <laughs> to say about it, but uh, I get why people want to do it, right. uh, especially with coming from that religious background. Um, I get why a lot of people want to do sure. that for, um, their own personal religious reasons and things, but uh, socially, I've I think kids have got to have some kind of interaction, uh, but it needs to be a lot more right. than what they're getting even now. It's just not the same as what you and I right. would have had when we were in school. Yeah, yeah. And you're a lot younger than I am, so ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a whole lot. But uh, what is uh, so switching gears back to the world of theater? What is a show that you would like to redo oh my that you've done and you want to god my fall show that we did with uh, one of my shakespeare's oh, one of my shakespeare's new wound, it yes like. it, it is it's still it's still fresh um gosh you know i there's a few times i've redone some shows they've been at different schools and usually it's because uh, it's the musical and the reason for that is because I put a lot of kids on stage. And there's not a lot of musicals out there that you can put 70 to 80 yeah. kids on the stage. So, um, and especially at the middle school level, right. what can work for them. So I've done Oliver a few times. I've done both Oklahoma Junior, Oklahoma Full Length. I don't like doing juniors anymore. Uh, I want my kids to have that experience to, be, to prepare them for high school. And I think that uh, doing that full length, if you've got the kids, you got the talent and the money, because <laughs> it ain't cheap. Uh, if you've got those things, um, do it. And just a side note uh, about money and things. Um, this is the first time in my whole career that I've really been at a, a place that I, what, I get what I need. Right. Like a, a, a knock, I got a little. But I still fundraised a lot. At Lufkin, everything was fundraised. Right. And uh, I was very fortunate that I was able to get a lot of things from area colleges, like SFA and AC, to borrow costumes and things, uh, set pieces. Um, I would drive all over the state. People would loan things right. and all. So um, I try, if I can, to help out when people say, hey, I need something. If I got it, I message them. And I'm like, hey, I got it. Sure. Because that helped me in my career. Uh, but going back and, and revisiting shows, ugh, no. <laughs> you know, um, I was at different places at everyone, yeah. and I did the best that I could at where I was at with those shows. Would uh, my first year of school, you know, of, of teaching those shows, oh my God. I would not, I, I couldn't watch them now without cringing. Right. But uh, that was where I was at. And you have to also celebrate, you know, where you were at and where you you're at now, you right. know, how far you've come. So um, I know that my skills and all have become better, uh, but it's from A, going back to school, going to conferences, uh, networking with people. Um, it's with uh, working with different age groups, um, 
you know, working with music, working as a dance teacher, doing all those different things, uh, that's helped me to be a more well-rounded. I mean, I can, I can do tech, but I'm not a tech director. Right. Um, I can get by because all of those years, it was just me. Right. So I had to be able to do it. And I can light, still can't sew. Miss Pat Baldwin tried her best. I can hand sew, but after uh, tearing up three machines in college, I was put on power tools. <laughs> Like, that's a safer alternative. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I can get by. And with all my band work and stuff, I have all my own sound equipment. It's back in East Texas. But uh, I can work a decent sound if I need to. Um, just like I normally work mics for my shows because I generally have around 20 body mics going. Okay. And uh, I don't like switching off mics too much. Um, it's just that's a way that you get a lot of flubs. And break And, yeah. What, uh, you mentioned you sang. Did you say what you played? I play piano. Okay. Uh, I actually uh, grew up uh, playing drums and piano. Oh, okay. I played drums all through band. I was drum major in my senior year. Um, like I said, I, I thought I was going to be a music teacher right. of some sort. Um, but when I got to, you know, I got that, was in that play, and then that kind of changed my trajectory right. when I did Annie my junior year So and met the cool people at AC. So did you not do one-act play in high school? I did. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, I did my, uh, when I moved to Alto, my sophomore, junior, and senior year. So uh, I, you know, back then, I think we were still 2A. Uh, Alto is still 2A. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, UIL people, it's a different ball game at those lower <laughs> A's yeah. than it is at the higher A's. And you want to have a love for theater, you go teach at those 2A's. Yeah. Even those 3A's where you're the only director, and you might not even teach theater all day long, right. or you might not teach theater at all. Um, it's only after school. Yeah. yeah. I, um, that's one of the things with contest managing. I try to be super thorough with everything I send out, and I always try to let, because uh, I do a lot of, of smaller conferences, sure. and I let them know, hey, you know, always call me. Here's my number. Call me if you ever have a question or worried about anything. And I get a lot of that because they don't know the rules. Right. They didn't do theater. They've been thrown into it by principal. They just got hired. Oh, we need a theater teacher. We need, I mean, we need a one-act play director. Hey, you're teaching English. Oh, you're a coach. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lady in Groveton, uh, Deb Turrentine, that, oh, my God, she does what? Chemistry, uh, biology. She does all of these math and science and theater. And that that's the way it is in East yeah. Texas. And uh, you got to love that. They're in the trenches, and they're... That's how it Doing is their thing. even west, too. I mean, I remember last year uh, when I interviewed all these state qualifiers, mm -hmm. you know, talking to the lower A directors about, you know, they're not, they're not, the, they're not a theater teacher. They're mm -hmm. a director. And they mm -hmm. did theater when they were in college or something. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's mm -hmm. the way they go. And speaking of kind of uh, the doing the theater in college, so the community theater thing, just yeah. to put in a plug, my new baby I'm trying to get started and I, I need help, so um, I don't know if we're going to have to do a GoFundMe or what, but um, I'm trying to start something called HATT, H-A-T-T, Houston Area Theater Teachers Productions, because, you know, when's the last time we were in a show? We, we had that love, many of us. We loved acting, yeah. but we loved working with kids, too, and sharing our passion, but we don't get that being in a show anymore, and um, there's that spark that camaraderie that comes from being in a show and also realizing, oh my, you know, oh my shit, 
you've got to learn these lines. Yeah. Oh my God, now I know why my kids are griping about learning lines because I haven't had to learn lines in like 20 something years. Yeah. And um, you kind of appreciate uh, what your kids are going through and, and you empathize with them just a little bit better. But I miss being in shows yep. and we're wanting to put on a musical. Our hope is for Little Shop of Horrors, this horrors. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different show, people. Uh, but one of the things that we want to do, uh, it'd be Houston area theater teachers. But I've also had uh, with all my friends that play different instruments and symphony orchestra whatever around that they were they were interested in coming in and just playing in the orchestra and doing things with it um is that we would like to have also uh try to use some of those profits for scholarships for houston area theater sure. students and um, as a way to give back also with them um but still getting to do something that we yeah. love so if you're interested people if you have some money to spare if you know someone with some money to spare, give me a call, message me. I am on Facebook. Yeah. So you, yeah. I, I was just in a show at our school this year uh -huh. out of convenience because we had a student fail and yeah. just didn't have the men to fill the to fill the, fill parts. the parts. So I had to memorize, and this was a week and a half before the show opened. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that was. I mean, it was. It was, <laughs> and I and I realized this too. Um, because I, I, that was the first play I'd ever been in. I'd only ever been in musicals. Uh -huh. And so something I realized actually a couple days ago, clinicking with Stuart, mm -hmm. was he pointed out to a student who is in our show. We're doing Smash right now. Mm -hmm. And we, there's, a, there's one of the, 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 the head of the college is in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And she's a musical theater person. Uh -huh. oh, uh, wow. But she's been having such difficulty memorizing her lines. And Stuart said... Do you think it's maybe because you're just sitting the entire time that you're not able to retain the, the information? Mm -hmm. And she just, I mean, she, her brain just went, oh my gosh, that's probably yeah. what it is. And, uh, and, it, and it felt that way for me with, with being in Great Gatsby uh -huh. because the only time I walked was when <laughs> I was killing Gatsby, spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> he dies. Uh, yeah, but uh, the other times I was seated mm -hmm. uh, or just standing there. I didn't have mm -hmm. walking, and that's yeah. not a knock on the director. It just happened to be what that role. That role wasn't huge the, until the requirements comes out kind of yeah kills you know Gatsby. But um, but I, I I realized I'm not doing anything. I'm not moving. I'm mm -hmm. just sitting here reciting lines mm -hmm. to the point where kinesthetic I, learning. Yes, yes <laughs> to the point where I wrote the la I was in three scenes of lines. I wrote the lines on the stage where nobody could see them, <laughs> and, this, and my students thought that was the great. You know, they loved it. Uh, because, they, you know, this weak little man. Yes. That, that can't, you know, he's supposed to be teaching us how to do this. And he can't even memorize <laughs> his own lines. Yes. And it wasn't a lot, too. It wasn't a lot of lines. Oh. But, but it's funny how, you know, there are teachers out there. I'm a huge mm -hmm. proponent of teachers need to do in order to stay relevant. Also, mm -hmm. just, to, just to stay relevant with their kids. Because mm -hmm. they might say, well, when was the last time you've done theater? And they're like, did, 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, and they're like, oh, why, why should I listen to you now? Yeah. You know? Did you have kids coming out to watch you just because you were in the show? Yes. Yes. Uh, the last show that I did, um, there at the Community Theater in Lufkin, uh, that I was actually in and not directing or, you know, anything like that. We were, it was kind of our inaugural show that, that season. Uh, and the first as really getting our 501c3 and everything, uh, we were doing a Dearly Departed because I adore that show. Yeah. 
I really do. And it's East Texas to a T. And I mean, you you see people you know up on that stage. There's family members up there that just like that. And um, I had to step in and be Suzanne. Uh, I had three rehearsals and it, it, it was hell. I'm yeah. not even gonna lie. Yeah. But uh, it was fun. I had uh, great cast members and I was fortunate that I've, that is one show that I have directed more than once uh, because I just love the characters right. and I have family members that that I see in, in those and they kind of, those family members are gone and you know, it makes me yeah. remember them yeah. and things in a fond way. So, um, uh, I had students, man, after the first night and the word got out because, you know, she and Junior have some fun scenes together and a little of the make out at the funeral home and everything. And the word got out and just every night more and more students. My principal even came and watched one night. He was like, oh my God, Ragland. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we, had a, we had a lot of fun with that scene. Yeah. And uh, the, the guy that played Junior and all, we're really good friends, and it, it was a lot of fun. But it, you get respect with your kids yeah, because sure. they see that, hey, you're, you're suffering. Because they knew I would have my script out, and I'd be like, okay, test me here. Let's go <laughs> yeah. through this scene. Am I, how, how far <laughs> off am I? And they, they laugh about that, but they, it helps build that bridge with them that they see that, yeah, you, you're going through it too. They and like to see you vulnerable. Yes, they yes. do. Yeah. Yes, they do. And when I would play, uh, my band would do at an all ages kind of place, um, I would invite my students and, uh, or mostly actually their parents, but their parents, because uh, sure. I was friends with a lot of them, you know, small town. Yeah. And they would bring the kids and... That also, I, I would have students that would come up to me after and ask about a lot of songs because we did 70s and 80s yeah. and things. And um, they would say, oh, I knew that song. That's the song that my mom and dad, they love to listen to. That's cool. And um, I've had students then that I've seen go on to choir shows that they were in and singing some of those songs. Cause, and I'd be like, oh, where'd you hear that? Yeah. And they're like, I love that song when you did it. And yeah. I wanted to sing it. I'm concerned so. because when I leave education, uh, I've always wanted to get back into stand-up comedy because mm -hmm. I did it when I was in college. Oh, I can uh, see that. And I knew uh, uh, that I had to do it once I left because if it mm -hmm. ever got out that Mr. Miner's doing stand-up comedy at 10.30 on a Monday, uh, Monday night, I mean, yeah. uh, that I would have students there mm -hmm. and that's a quick <laughs> way to, to lose your job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not that I would be, you know, I'm not going to be vulgar or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but, but just that but time. Even and... without the teaching job, I wouldn't. But still, it's, uh, uh, I can understand that because I, I know mm -hmm. that the minute I put that out there this summer, hey, I'm going to be at such and such, the mucky duck doing a, yeah. a, a five minute set. They'll be I'll there. Have, I'll have 20 kids there. Uh, yeah. And that was one thing I always felt extremely, um, supported by parents and things because they would come out yeah. and watch yeah. and fellow theater teachers have and teachers from around the area would come and watch me do my shows and things so right. uh, it's it's very important to support your friends people if you got if you got fellow theater teachers that you're friends with in a show go out and watch them put your money where your mouth is right. you know whatever go and uh, see them and and uh, that helps us all also feel better yeah. when we can see our peers coming out and supporting us too. Minor wisdom.